What's up, everybody? Welcome to A Bit Unraveled Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hansinger. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to another week of A Bit Unraveled. Happy to have you guys back. Uh, I'm very excited for this guest this week. Uh, Carl and I go way back, uh, actually, a little while now. Uh, but I'm very excited to reconnect and uh, have him on the show. He is a fantastic improviser, an actor, writer, and producer. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Carl Tart, everybody. Oh, my boy. Yeah. Jet Black. Jet I, ain't Black. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, I've held on to that. I was like, yeah, I used to get Jet Black. And I, I was like, as I was bringing you back onto the show, I was like, Carl started that name. Yeah. The, <laughs> that boy uh, had the blackest hair that I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All natural. Because some people are it. like, that's dyed, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I, I can hang on to it for now. But if I have to, I could probably just do it in who knows. You know, yeah. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody would notice it that way. We already know that you you naturally you naturally got it. Maybe he's yeah. born with it. At least I know what the box will say. Bo- I'll, I'll go jet black and yeah, you know, that'll exactly. be the die. It'll be me on the cover. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pug party. Pug's party. What a oh, Pug's, Pug's pantry. pantry. This is my friend, this is my friend uh, DeMorris's uh, food company. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him a little promo uh, right now. Check out Pugspantry.com. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> is, is, it, is it dog related then? It is not. That's his nickname. His nickname is Pug. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very confusing. Uh, They're gonna get a lot of orders from like dog people, and like, oh, we got to go to Pug's Pantry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially nah, in LA, you got that like specialized dog food. He actually makes dog food too. He had a dog for a little while, and he was making a lot of dog food and stuff, uh, like homemade dog food, like real healthy stuff. And uh, but yeah, he doesn't have the, the pup anymore, so it's yeah. back to the human food. But he's okay. an amazing cook. He hooks it up. He hooks it up. Yeah. What what type of food? Comfort food, soul food, health food. Like he did. He was doing meal yeah. prep for a little while. I was on the I was on his meal prep program for a little while. And yeah. I also was getting his uh unhealthy meals, which taste delicious. <laughs> and yeah. like, he's just a dope cook, man. Mac best mac and cheese I've had. Like Yeah. Is he is he out here in LA? Yeah, he's here. He's here in LA. Okay. All yeah. right. I love like it's hard to find good southern food or like good comfort food out here. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's making it, and he also he does these things called pull ups. Like during the quarantine, he's had you know he sets a menu, and you could just drive up. He'll bring the food out to the car. Nice tickets for it. it's really dope. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the southern food. I grew up in Virginia, and so yeah, man, whenever I can find it, but it's hard to find out here. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. You're so we were talking a little bit before. You're from Mississippi. Correct, yeah. and, but you've been in LA for for ever now, right? Yeah, uh, it's I, I'm I'm from Mississippi. I, I I moved to LA when I was eight years old, and uh, yesterday I turned thirty two. So was that twenty four? Hey, years? Yeah. yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, so I had to, I had to do a quarantine birthday. I thought I was gonna be able to miss one. I, I was gonna say I didn't think yeah. you you must have thought you were in the clear for that. Like there's I thought I was. I swear, because you know when this when this thing first popped off. We was all like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a couple months. You know, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. Get three weeks. We'll be back to work and everything. Yeah. And it still ain't came back yet. So it's not. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to skip it, but I had to I had to do it. Oof, yeah. But I had a I had a great day. 
Like yeah. I went to Honey Kettle in, in Culver City. Nice. And which is one of my favorite restaurants growing up, like in that area. And uh got a lot of love on social media and stuff. Like everybody said what's up, everybody checked in, got a lot of text messages, a lot of family calls and stuff. So it was dope. I felt I the love. saw that. It was almost like you broke social media for a minute. Yeah. Your yeah. story went on and on and on. I know. Days. Yeah, people people uh were really kind and uh it was, was dope cool. to have that, especially during this tough time. And yeah. uh dope to see people still thinking about you. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm just glad uh that it was yesterday, not today. So it didn't get overshadowed by all the chaos. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm I was saying I was like, I'm just glad Carl didn't get overshadowed by that mess. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody yeah, no. very, very get caught up in that. But man, we thought 2020 was or 2021 was gonna be brand new, but you know, we got one week of of a shit show and we'll move on, yes. hopefully. Yeah, it's a, we got Dr. Dre had an aneurysm the other day. That was great. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, on my birthday. Damn. Damn, Dr. Dre. Come on, Dre. I, yeah, but he's safe. He's he's good. He's in he's in good, you know, he's back stable and everything. So that's good nice. for Dr. Yeah. Dre. They're going nuts in DC today. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. We're all sitting here like, come on, we can't we can't repeat next last year. But, exactly. Um, yeah, that's crazy um well, well cool i, I want to talk about a few things uh i was thinking back i was trying to remember where we first met because there was there was two things it was either, either in the improv community doing shows probably either at the clubhouse or around town or the cbs diversity showcase and yeah. i don't remember which one came first but i think we met during cbs but I then th that's what i we think kept so seeing too. each other like at the clubhouse and stuff like yeah that. totally um yeah which seems ages ago now I mean, uh, shit, it's been nine years, bro. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought there are times I think about it. I was trying to put it like on a like a resume or something recently. I was like, oh, it was like 2016. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was like like 2012 or it was 2012. Yeah, it was crazy. It, right um, now we will be right now. Seven years ago, we were preparing to put the show up. Yeah. So like this was like this was like we were in because remember, everybody had birthdays around the same time. Yeah, yeah. And I turned 24 doing that. So that was, you know, 2013. We, it was, we started September 2012 and went into January 2013. Yeah. So, which was yeah. nuts. Uh, yeah. That was, that was a crazy experience in itself. That was like, for, yeah. for people who haven't experienced it, it's, it's like a comedy boot camp. Like, yeah. it, it's, I, I almost thought of it as, it's like, it's almost like the NFL combine for comedy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you get you get everybody from around town, from all the studios and, and agencies and things like that coming in and, and checking on this show, which uh, for people who don't know what it is, it's it's a sketch show put on by CBS. Um, and, you know, they bring up a bunch of writers and, and uh, comedians from around town and basically put up a, a sketch show. And, and yeah, it's like just a great way to showcase, essentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is exactly what it is. But. It was dope. It was, it was a, I mean, I, I met so many dope friends during that. And it was such like, it was during a, a transitional period just in my comedy life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was kind of like my first like validation, like in a way, like kind of my first like, Oh, I am doing well at this, you know? Yeah. I come from sports and, you know, sports and quick, like <laughs> after high school. And so I was still kind of in a mode of, yeah. I played one year of college basketball. And then I, after that ended, I started doing comedy and, you know, I was like, okay, I don't know if this is like, I'm having fun doing this, but I miss basketball. I miss football. I miss that stuff. And then that was kind of like my first, like, 
oh, if I work hard at this, like I can maybe do something. Yeah. And that was really, that was really dope validation to have. Oh man, that's awesome. So you were pretty early on then getting into CBS. Yeah. I was like three years in. At that Dang. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to ask what, what, what position in basketball? Um, my natural position was small forward, but okay. I, the reason why I didn't, I, the reason why I only played one year in college was because I'm only six, three. So yeah. I got to college and I had to play like the one and the two. And yeah, yeah. I wasn't a good enough floor general to play the one. And I wasn't good enough period to play the two that back then that was, that was the main position on the court, you know? Yeah. The ball usually goes through the two guard and I just wasn't prepared for it. Oh, I get that. I was, I played, I played a uh, wide receiver in high school mm-hmm. and then I was like five, seven, a buck 35. And then I remember it was like one year, I think it was like between sophomore and junior year, everybody else shot up, beefed up. And I was like behind, there was no way. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got put as punter. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, you punted? Yeah. Yeah. I punted. Did you play uh, uh, I think, yeah, it was varsity. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I punted for a little while and, uh, but yeah, eventually I was like, it's, I, I can't keep doing it. Cause you know, I was just losing out to other people for, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow, I didn't grow into it. So yeah. Same football, thing. I was then, a tight end. Yeah. I was a nice. tight end and DN in football. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was fine. Football was done after high school, you know, like it's, it's yeah. one of those sports that's like, if you, if you're not like the main standout, you're not going cause football is a hard sport and it's it just hard. gets harder every, every sport's hard, but Football really gets harder when you get older. Yeah. So, like, I yeah. was done after high school. Basketball is a sport I always fell in love with. I always, like, played street ball, but I never really played uh, in rec or high school. Um, again, 5'7", that's not a spot. That's not a good <laughs> place for me. I was good. I was good at the running jumper from half court. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something you don't need. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need Nobody asked for it. I'll never forget, though, being out on the court playing street ball, and I'll hit, like, you know, like logo shots on like running and I'll, I'll hit them some like, cause I'd practice it. And then they'd be like, no, 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 no. Okay. Never do it again. <laughs> yeah. Never do it again. That was lucky, but uh, <laughs> we won't hate you for, for taking it. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. It was fun. I, I love playing. What's uh, the street ball culture in Virginia? What, so what's it? What is it? Yeah. They, they really hooping out there. I mean, I guess uh, they like, uh, where is it? That's where KD is from. Well, he's from DC. They're from DC, which which yeah. is different. I mean, I was from the suburbs uh, of uh, of there, but I mean, there was there. I mean, people played, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was like as competitive. I never ran across KD. Yeah, um, <laughs> KD wasn't out there. Nah, he wasn't there. He wasn't by I the got pool. Jet Black. Yeah, Jet, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know what though? I would occasionally. I think I would get picked because they were like uh, JJ Redick, and I was like, yeah. "I'll take it, whatever." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "I look like the the white guy who shoots threes. Okay, I'll take that." Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, "He doesn't shoot like JJ Redick." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was fun. I love playing. I, I I love playing sports. Um, which uh, which is fun because I think you know I, I think a lot of that translates into comedy and stuff also. Hell yeah. uh you know especially with improv and stuff it feels like a team game mm-hmm. um and, and stuff like that so yeah it's fun um but yeah so so back to back to the cbs stuff i, I feel like that was like a, a big breakout spot for you then i mean especially early on that was such a big opportunity uh yeah man like to be a to be picked i was one of the i was one of the the last auditions Hmm. I and you know they like to pick a lot of people who have like a lot of clout and a lot of credit 
already who are about to make it yes because <laughs> that was, that and, was yeah yeah we had some people in there you know nicole Byer was in it like yeah. she she was on the cusp john milhydra was on the cusp yeah killer was already on broadway like Man. we had some people in there who were like already really doing it yeah i'm, yeah. I'm just kind of you know coming coming in like young in the game only had done second city hadn't done ucb stuff and fresh out of classes and like it was just a great opportunity to get and i was able to make that i mean that year like i auditioned a ton mm-hmm. but i didn't book anything yeah i booked like one under five which was like my first one mm-hmm. and that was really dope and then they kind of forget about you in the audition room after that yeah like, and so like you, you like they'll remember you like oh my god you were so funny oh that was you you were doing the, you you did the character you did the thing you, you did this like you're like and I like I did that, and then like we see we did the show in January. By I would say by May, June, mm-hmm. they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, oh, you were in the show? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember." Like, yeah. it's like and now they don't really remember you, so you don't have that clout mm-hmm. anymore. You don't have that clout coming in to the audition room, being like, "Yeah, like I did it. Like that was me." Like you don't have that anymore. It runs out quick. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Um, but now you you had an agent then going into it. Uh, no, no, you were just getting your own auditions. Uh, yeah, I, awesome. I well, well, well. Here's the thing: I signed with a manager like a month before we did the show. The same manager you have currently? Now, yeah, the same manager I have now. Ah, okay. See, I thought you had them. I thought you got them from the show. Uh, no, they. Well, no, I got them from a referral from uh-huh. a homegirl, who I will always uh, be grateful for, uh, yeah. and she was working there as an assistant but also taking improv classes and she was doing improv workshops and stuff yeah. like that so she knew me from improv and she always praised me to the to the management team and uh, I'm with Odenkirk Provisero and uh, she yeah. was she was always like being like you gotta check this guy out and so they called to ask me to do this uh this program called Young Storytellers where you go to elementary schools and all the kids write stories which get turned into scripts by other writers yeah, and then yeah. they hire actors to come in and perform the scripts for yeah in front of the kid. i've done i've done one of these in the past yeah yeah, yeah it's really oh fun. My God. i almost forgot about it but yeah that's yeah, yeah super fun and so i did I, I got called to do that by one of the managers at the uh at the place and she was like oh by the way do you have representation and i was like no no i don't she's like oh we want to bring you in for a meeting and so I go in for a meeting and she's a new manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, yeah, we, we, we like you. And, and, and we've heard so much, so many good things about you. But Naomi Odenkirk was kind of like, mm, I, don't, hmm. I don't know. He's like, he's still pretty new and green and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. She was like asking me crazy questions. Like, like I wear earrings and she was like, so what, what's the deal with the earrings? I was like, they can come out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a big deal. And Good, at yeah. that time, while we were while we were rehearsing, I just had like a mustache, so like no beard. I just had like a stash. And yeah. uh, she was like, "What's what's the mustache?" And I'm like, "I'm just trying something, lady. Oh, <laughs> like, like I'm not. It ain't nothing." Now like, everybody wants a mustache now. I know mustaches I are everywhere now. It was me, Tom Selleck. You, Tom. yeah. But uh, yeah. So like, I, I met with them, and she wasn't sold at first. But like Brooke, who ended up signing me, was was like a new manager at the time, and like took me on and they like believed in me. And so, yeah. and then I told them, I was like, oh wait, oh, by the way, I'm doing the CBS diversity showcase right now. 
And that's when Naomi was kind of like, oh, okay. All right, that, that's like a, a, a stamp of approval, kind of. Yeah. So, and they came and watched the show, and I had a fun show. Like, I got, I got like four sketches in there that, that were, you know, pretty fun and, and like were able to showcase me yeah uh, quite a bit so i was like yeah like this is this is dope like and they were like oh he's good okay and they signed me and that's how i started getting those auditions that's and, awesome you know like fern at the time like she was crazy to work with during but afterwards she like believes in everybody yeah and definitely. he was setting up meetings she was straight up cold calling casting directors being like y'all need to see this guy y'all need to see him like so yeah like that's awesome that's such a great way to go like trying to work in with like the younger management and stuff like that coming mm -hmm. up is, is such a good way in. I, I had the opportunity to get with a manager the same way, like a, at a bigger place. And, uh, and she was fantastic. She was young and she was hungry and, you know, she got me a lot of stuff. She got me into CBS uh, showcase as a writer and uh, yeah. And then, but then unfortunately for me, she took off, she moved to New York mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then it's kind of looking for, for a new thing from there. Um, but uh, yeah, to anybody like looking to get into stuff, that's uh, like targeting somebody young and hungry. Like that's a great way to go, especially, yeah. especially like, and then being attached to a, a bigger place like that. And, yeah. and now, you know, Naomi's looking at you and everything else. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super grateful for it, man. I'm, I'm still there today. Brooke, Brooke yeah. just left this year, which was crazy, but yeah, there's been a team around. I actually kind of got lucky because uh, right before Brooke said that she was leaving, my agent, at the, the agent that I was with, he left the agency and became a manager at the management company. And then uh, I already had another manager there too, Tiffany, who had who has been on my team for a couple of years and she's awesome. And that like, so I was still in good hands. I, I still had people that knew who I was. I literally have my yeah. agent, my former agent is now my manager and um, a person who's been my manager for the past five years as well. So, yeah like man it's cool yeah that, that worked out awesome yeah um man and then and then so now like to move into the stuff you're doing now like you I, I, just looking from then to now it's it's you've taken off like you're doing so much now <laughs> uh it's funny because i i hadn't seen you in a while and then like i reached out to you recently because i was like dude i was just watching the good place and you know it's, it's funny how you start seeing people pop up too and you're like Oh man, like especially see people you haven't seen in a minute. Um, Here's what's crazy about that. That's because that's when I, I realized I wasn't following you online. But here's and and this goes back to Pug's Pantry. Yeah, you know Demoris. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like this. Oh, like I don't know why we were saying like you know him, and I saw a picture of your girlfriend. Yeah. With his son, and I was like, oh, that's my handsinger's girlfriend what <laughs> yeah wait that's crazy and so that's when i that's when i added you on instagram because i was Holy. like oh, i ain't talked to ryan in a minute man let me see let me see what ryan's been up to oh my god that's that's insane what a weird circle of yeah because the last time i seen you i think we were all like at barney's when i was working at barney's yes yeah doing 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 karaoke or something yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i haven't done karaoke in a minute i miss it yeah every once in a while i'm just that's oh, gotta man. be because I, I worked at Barney's like 2014, 2015. That's mm -hmm. that was the last time I've actually seen you. Yeah. But Demoris posted a picture of your girlfriend and his son. And I was like, oh, I remember her. And then I was like, let me so see what Ryan's up to. Funny. Yeah. Oh so my that's god. Who this hat. That's who like 
That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, I'm going to have to tell her that she, I don't think she realizes that that's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to eat there. We've been talking about it too. And so now, it, now I eat even more. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pugs pantry guys, everybody get, get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But yeah. So, um, but yeah, so you, then I realized like just how much stuff you've been doing lately. Cause then I, then I saw you on, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. I watched your, that the crime episode, yeah. uh, which was awesome. And then, uh, I mean, so it, it's hard to wrap up cause it's like, so you have the acting side of things. You've also started writing on a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. then you just also produced connecting, which came out on NBC this year. Yeah. I mean, I still, it says producer, but it's still, I'm just, I was just in a writer's room. It's just another oh, level. Okay of writer yeah it's on imdb and it looks fantastic yeah i love you can, it i love you can it take you can take that to the bank yeah the keenan show i'm working on i'm working on keenan thompson show right now and i'm technically a producer on that too yeah that producer level and i'm like this shit is tight because i got an office i mean we're working right now uh not this week but uh hopefully next week they'll let us come back but uh we are like I have an office that has like my name on it and it says producer and like the PAs are weird around me. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not on no other shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, uh, Mr. Charles, like, please do not call me that. Yeah. <laughs> like, my name's called like, Oh, we chilling here. Like I'm not, I'm just a writer. Like I'm just one of the writers, but uh, it's cool to have that title. The w- oh, for sure. WGA titles. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, all right, so a couple of things. Do you feel like you ever have to juggle between being an actor, a writer, and these other like things? Or do they kind of, do you kind of just take what comes to you and just roll with that? Uh, so I, I don't, I just take whatever comes yeah. opportunity wise. Like I take, I got into writing after, so after we did see, after we did CBS, I went to Amsterdam for a year and did a job over there, came back and was mostly just doing improv and sketch. Mm-hmm. Like wasn't really booking that much work. Started working at Barney's, going on auditions and stuff, not really booking. And then they said they were going to bring back Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they select, they, but they didn't have enough time to like, you know, see like a huge casting call. So they selected a group of people that they wanted to check out from each theater, each, you know, recommendations and stuff. Right. And I got to audition for it and I went in audition for it a couple of times and uh, I didn't get it, but they were like, we like your, we like your bits. And mm-hmm. Colton Dunn reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you, would you be interested in writing for the show? Like they asked about you. Hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Like, sure. Like, you know, put that, put that pride aside, put that ego. Like I'm still working on the show. Yeah, totally. And so I, that was my first writing job uh, was mad TV that the reboot that uh, not many people saw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I did that. And then right after that, I got asked to write on another show, uh, a show called Brockmire, Mm -hmm. a short job on like six weeks. And it was a small room. The dude Joe Church Cooper like called me in for a meeting and and he was like, Yeah, we got this, we got this character on the show that not many people in the room really know what to do with. We just want to get a different perspective. Yeah. And so I was like, hell yeah. I went in. He really liked the stuff that I was pitching, believed in me, gave me an episode. And then after that, uh stuff just kind of started rolling a little bit. Cause at, right after Brockmeyer, I got hired on a show 
called Ghosted with Craig Robinson and Adam Scott mm-hmm. as a writer. And so I just kind of got like three writing jobs back to back to back. And yeah. I did a couple little under fives here and there in between that time. Like I did like the lethal weapon pilot and stuff like that in between that time. But mm-hmm. writing jobs was just kind of rolling. And I had never seen that type of steady income before. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is better than just doing an under five in March and not doing another one until August. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And having, and having to work at the bar like, yeah. and throwing out drunk dudes like, yeah, like right. this, is, this is better than that. Like this is like I'm going to just keep up with this. And I still get the performance bug out every mm. night. Yeah. Like I'm on stage four or five nights out of the week during regular times. So I was I wasn't really tripping off of that. And then uh, after I left Ghosted, I did a couple of small jobs that show on on Netflix uh, Sneakerheads. I was on that mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. I had this other show called Filthy Preppy Teens that I was on for a couple of weeks <laughs> and writing jobs just kind of started lining up. And then right after that, uh, I got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And started writing on that for a season. And that was a long time. Writing yeah. takes you out of the game. Like when, when you resign to just doing being a writer's room, you can't go on auditions and stuff, but you're in the writer's room for six, seven, eight, nine months, you know? Yeah. So I was on, I was at Brooklyn for that whole year. And then I was still also the good thing about being an actor too, is that I'm still able to sneak in to episodes. So I got yeah, totally. to Brooklyn. Yep. And then once I left Brooklyn in March of 2019, I said, you know what? I'm just going to act for a year. Like I got, I got enough money saved up now. I'm going to just do the audition thing and just yeah. kind of take a little break. And uh, it kind of worked out that way where stuff started rolling in. I started booking more stuff and then I booked the pilot and we're still waiting on word to see what happens with that. So fingers crossed. Yeah. But that was fun. And then the quarantine. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but I, uh, right before that, I had just jumped back into a writer's room uh, for the Keenan show. Yeah. And then the quarantine hit. Yeah. That's awesome though, man. That's, yeah. that's, uh, I mean, it, it's funny. That sounds cheesy, but I feel like that's like that ultimate yes. And mentality of like, you, you didn't really set out to do just writing or, or whatever. Like it kind of just took that path and ran with it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's comedy. Like, I just want to do comedy. That's I, I get that. I like a hundred percent. Like that's to me, I'm like, I just want to do that. Like yeah. whatever, whatever that means I'll, I'll write, I'll act. And the great thing about, I think doing improv like you do and is, is like you don't have to prep new stuff for it compared to like uh compared to like if you're doing stand-up or or just like solely sketch on stage or something like that where you're having to create new content to go back and perform you can do you can do the writing stuff and then you know just pop on stage and and you know do your stuff there and get the acting side of things out the performance aspect of it absolutely absolutely um Now here's something too, because I because you have been getting a lot of acting stuff also, and some of it you said like came through the writing, um, and this is always interesting to me because because uh, I've done improv, I've done stand up, and I've done the acting stuff. Do you do a lot of acting classes to no. do acting, or do you rely mostly on your improv stuff uh, to feed your acting? Improv stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't taken no acting classes. I don't want to lose it. I'm yeah. scared. I get that. I get that 100%. And like, I, it's like, to me, I, I've like, I've always wanted to do uh, like sketch improv into like sitcom TV. That's like mm-hmm. the idea for me. And I get like, 
so I came up through UCB and, and did all their classes and everything. Uh, I took a couple second city classes. Um, but then, you know, then it, then it gets to like, well, I need to bulk up this resume. What else can I add? And you start taking these uh, acting classes. And sometimes it's like, it's conflicting. Like mm-hmm. it, it definitely, I think it helps in learning how to prepare and like memorize scripts and break down scripts and stuff like that. Um, but also like, I think a lot of times it gets in your head and, yeah. and you start feeling like you have to act yeah. where one thing I noticed with your, uh, your acting in particular, uh, having watched some of your episodes, uh, is you're very much just yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do a really good job of being you and then people are just booking you, you know, and it, and then it's not, you're not having to like stretch or put on a new thing. It's like, you just, yeah. Which I feel like the improv, that, that's why I felt like that was probably kind of your path. It, it, it's, it still helps you a ton. Like, I think people just dis, kind of disrespect comedy in the acting world. But when you yeah. think about some of our, some of the world's best actors, look at Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's a comedian. Yeah. Like, these guys are so good at what they do. Like, no matter what roles they're in. Jamie Foxx is one of the, uh, is a timeless actor. 100%. Like one of the most talented people of our generation. And he is a comedy guy. Like that's yeah. his roots. Like that's yeah. how he got started. Like comedy allows you to unlock a different level of emotions that you're just not putting on. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. most of what we do from comedy is, is how we break, how we already overanalyze stuff in mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. And we ask like, I can't like every situation, there's something funny about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and we look at that in a, in a different way. And we can also see the humanity in every situation and see the seriousness of the moment. So our reactions are usually a lot more genuine because they are the actual human reaction. Mm-hmm. Like we laugh at bad stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like this shit is going on in DC right now as we speak. Like a lot of this shit is very funny. Oh yeah. And <laughs> people be like, how dare you? How dare you laugh? How dare you? Like, no man, lighten up. Yeah. I understand the gravity of a situation. Like it's also very scary. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah, it makes me very angry. It makes me very scared. I'm also laughing at a lot of the stuff that's coming out of it. Yeah, just because you just because you make jokes and laugh doesn't mean you don't like feel the other things. Exactly. You just you just yeah. I mean, you just choose to highlight the comedy of it, and that's yeah. kind of like what we see as comedians is, is like. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. There's there's a lot of funny in shitty situations. Absolutely, I, Donald Trump, like it, truly one of the funniest people I've ever seen speak right like like and he doesn't even know it yeah. like just some of the shit that he says some of the shit, and it's like do i how dare you laugh at it i just can't like every time i'll send like a video to somebody who's like you know super like anti trying like, i just can't i just can't watch him say anything i'm like yeah but just watch him say this really yeah yeah like comedy comedy is gonna miss him like nobody's yeah. gonna miss him as president but like comedians will miss him around the world because exactly exactly coronavirus too like i've seen so many hilarious memes about this very terrible thing mm-hmm. i know people who've died i know people who've gotten like you know yep. like it and, and yet there are some very funny memes out there yeah like, it's some very it's like like comedy is tragedy plus time you know stuff like that you know you hear those type of things so I don't, I rely on my friends who are very good actors, people who I look at and respect as actors. My buddy Peter has taken so many classes and so many like workshops. And he's also one of the 
better comedians I know. Like he's mm-hmm. really funny. And he helps me every time I get an audition. Like I know I can go to him because he's such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And he will drill it in me to where I'm like, I get mad because I'm yeah. like lazy about it. I'm like, I'm good, man. Like, take this shit. Like, let's yeah. take it. He's like, nah, man, I think we should run it one more time. I'm like, no, I don't want to run it no more. Yeah. Get this take. This is what yeah. they about to get. Okay. I don't want to run it no more. I don't want to like no more. And he'll be like, nah, man, let's just run it one more time. Let's just drill this one part so you can get it. So you can nail it. He's great. Like, yeah. He's a dope dude. And, uh, I go to him. I don't need to go to some teacher who doesn't respect comedy, who doesn't have any credits, yeah. <laughs> like, and who's going to come in there and tell me like, I-, I need you. I need it more real. It's right. like, I'm giving you the realest. Like if I'm saying these words, this is what's happening. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So I, 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 I have not taken no classes it, and I don't weird. Well yeah. I mean, I hear it. And cause I I've been, I've been in some classes, uh, mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's interesting because I've done scenes where, where maybe we have to go up and we'll do it twice, right. In front of the class or whatever. And I'll do it one way and it'll get laughs and I'll come up and they'll come up and be like, all right, you got to bring it down. You got to do this. And I'll do it their way. And I'm like, I didn't get any laughs. (laughs) Is this this a comedy scene or is this a comedy scene? Like, what do we, and so it's weird. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've done comedy scenes where they've taken the comedy out of it where I'm like, nobody's laughing anymore. 100%. I went to a, my friend's show, my friend had a was in an acting class and her acting class had a comedy showcase, a sketch comedy showcase mm-hmm. at the acting theater. And Ryan, it was atrocious. Yeah. Like now I know her from UCB and she's good and yeah. she was good in the show. But the other I was just like, what is this? Like there are no you do you do realize that y'all y'all can't call this a sketch comedy showcase. Yeah. Y'all need to call this an acting showcase where p- potentially there could be a couple chuckles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like this is not a sketch comedy showcase. Yeah. Like this is bad. And then afterwards, everybody was kind of talking and stuff and they were like, yeah, man. So you think about taking classes or I'm like, no, nah, you know, I'm a comedy guy. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, you know, comedy is just not for me, man. I just can't like, you know, I, I need the real and I need the, I was like, do you think we just get up there and make faces and fart all day? Like, right. Yeah. Thinking? Like, but also then before that was before they like, not to like, this sounds braggadocious, but they were dissing comedy so much. And then another person walks up and goes, Hey, wait a second. I know you. You've done this and that and this and that and this. And they're like, hey, so, yeah. so how do you get, how do you sign up for that UCB play? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Now you want to know. Right. Like, well, other than that, it wasn't real and you wasn't getting the reels. Like, you weren't good up there. And you also yeah. weren't that good of an actor. Like, yeah. hey, do you ever go out for serious stuff? Do you ever get yeah. sent out for that? Yeah, I've gone, yeah. I've gone, I've gotten pretty close on some serious stuff by yeah. doing exactly what I was just saying, playing the scene as real as possible. Totally. Like, and and if there's a line that I say that sounds potentially funny, mm-hmm. that's not bad. As long as I'm not, if I'm making the joke about it, like if I'm a doctor saying, I'm I'm sorry, your mother is is this her last day, I'm not gonna be like, I'm sorry, it's your mother's last day. Like <laughs> you know, if if I'm making a like, of course I'm not gonna do that. Totally. Like, but, but like if there is a line in the script that I I think I, I probably talked in a in a in a circle and a tangent stuff about but like 
comedy is life. Every day we see something that's funny. Yeah. Every single day. And if you're not, I don't, you don't have any feelings. Yeah. <laughs> because there's, and there's, there's like, I was driving down the street the other day going to the guitar center and there was this, uh, like dude who had some mental problems in the middle of the street and his pants were at his knees mm-hmm. and he was so basically butt ass naked. And everybody's seeing this guy in the middle of the street, butt ass naked. And nobody's really saying anything. We're just like, damn, this is sad. This is sad. Like he's in the middle of the street. He's butt ass naked. And then I look over and this dude had his window down. He goes, man, that dude got a big ass dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, everybody was thinking it. I was also thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Jeez Louise. Like he's wasting that thing. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and, oh my God. Like, it, and it was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. It's a sad situation, but it's right. a hilarious situation to be in too. At the same time, like we have to stop looking at comedy as being disrespectful. And yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's not always disrespectful. It's a human emotion. Yep. To laugh at something. Yep. Even if it's something you don't have to laugh at everything. There are things out there that I go, no, I'm not, I don't laugh at that. Right. It doesn't give it doesn't elicit that emotion from me. People harming old people. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really like pranks. Period. Yeah, like, it's not my thing. I don't yeah. think, I don't think fucking with somebody at their expense is yep. funny. Yep. There, I have seen funny pranks. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't. Sure, of course. Well, I mean, we all have. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. but they, yeah, totally. The, and print culture is like popped up all of a sudden, which yeah, yeah, it's, because it's, it's viral cheap. culture now. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's just cheap. a cheap laugh. Like you said, yeah. it's somebody else's expense. It's not. There's nothing to that. That's easy. Yeah, like I was watching a video of this dude uh, standing on uh, Venice Beach, and as people walked by, he like jumped up and tried to scare him, but he was on the phone, and so he like walk away. Mm-hmm. What the fuck you mean? And he like kind of walk away, and people be like, "Whoa!" And then these three dudes came up, and he did that same thing, and kind of startled them. They were like, "We're gonna beat your ass!" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> beat that dude's ass," because that's yeah. not funny. It's not. It's not fun. It's not like you're doing that just to fuck with people. Don't fuck with right. people. Yeah, like. But but also at the same time, like I think I think comedy is is one of those things that's just misused, misjudged, misconstrued all the time. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, th- things are so sensitive these days too, and everybody wants to wants to call you wrong for for yeah. something you said. Yeah. So yeah, it it sucks that it is so sensitive sometimes because a lot of times it's like you're saying something somebody else is thinking, yeah, and they just didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah. exactly yeah um but yeah and just to finish up on the the whole uh improv thing and what you're feeling stuff too i always think it's fascinating because I, I i was reading up on um like I've, I've read the meisner books and other things like that and it's mm-hmm. when you talk about doing serious it's it is the same scene and improv is just being in the moment ready for whatever's happening and literally meisner's just like basically kicks off with improv they're like know your first line and everything else from there is like you're just in it and i'm like yeah Oh, so this is just improv. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you guys are just doing these are just improv games. Like, yeah. The, yeah. It's, so it's there's not a lot of difference. Um, so, yeah, I like that. It, it's refreshing to hear that because I, I get bogged down and like everybody is like, yeah, you got to take these acting classes. And I'm like, OK, cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm it gets also in my not, head more than anything else. Yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm not arguing against the merits of acting class. 
Yes, you like, are. Yes, you no. <laughs> <laughs> Carl T- Tart says end acting class. End no. acting classes. Acting yeah. classes are stupid. Let's let's normalize not going to acting. Class. <laughs> uh no, I, I like some people do need acting classes. hundred percent. Some people improv can't help you. Yeah. Like, but and I can't say it didn't help in like again, for me, it I think what it did for me was teach me uh good preparation practices. Mm-hmm. Uh more than anything of just like really how to break down a script and oh, I, yeah. I can't tell you how long it took me because it's easy when you're doing your work like i got so used to writing my own sketches and, and like filming that stuff and i'm like oh this is great i, I wrote this i know what this is or mm-hmm. you get some comedy scenes where i'm like right away I, I understand this character i get this uh i'm good to go yeah but then you get some where you're like i don't know what i don't know what the fuck's going on here and nobody for the longest time would tell me how to break down a script yeah. Uh, and so I will say there were some acting classes I took that definitely like helped just even break down a script that I didn't understand. And that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's important. That's important. I think for people like us, the, the, the key is finding an acting class that caters to our strengths and doesn't try to change us. I think yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah. I don't want to be changed. I don't want to I don't want no teacher to tell me that what I do is wrong. Right. And that I should completely change it. That's why I go to my friend, Peter, who's taken a ton of acting classes. Right. And went to college, like went to college for it and, and, and has taken a ton of classes and really invested into his craft. And I just get to steal from him because yeah. he also knows what my strengths are. Yeah. And, but he also has all that preparation that you talked about. He can break down a script. He can, uh, you know, break down a character he can let every he can let you know everything that's going on in the scene and then when we collaborate like me as a writer like and him as a performer and a great actor like he tells me no this is what you should do in this and this so this is what's going on here and this is what you should be doing and this is what you know yeah yeah. and he's great he's he's great at it he's he's a like he's dope like and I don't need to go to an acting class to get that from him. Yeah. I bring, I bring him a six pack and yep. Yep. he helps me out. And God, that's way cheaper. That is way so- cheaper than, than t- somebody telling you comedy's not real. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cause that's not real. Right. Me trying to force another reaction to something. That's, that's the not real part. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, with uh, with regards to improv and stuff, I know you you mentioned you came through two different uh, schools, uh, mm-hmm. UCB and Second City, right? Yeah, and IO too. And IO. Yeah. Uh, do you? It's. I think I know the answer to this, but do you ever? Uh, do you prefer a certain school of thought when it comes to? Uh, I, like I know UCB stresses kind of performing as yourself, mm-hmm. and I I, w- I think Second City kind of leans toward more character work. Here's what I've always said about the two. Uh, the, char- the really character one is Groundling. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the okay. one that's like yeah. really character-based. Second yeah. City is more acting. Mm-hmm. Second City is where I kind of get this philosophy of what's the most natural reaction? How would you really interact like this? And what's the relationship between these two people? And, and completely break down that relationship. And UCB kind of taught me the science of just comedy. Like, if you mm-hmm. do this this many times, this is a laugh. Yeah. And this is what makes it funny. Like, so I, I kind of, you know go you see second city was the the art of it they're mm-hmm. both artistic but like that was the art of it sure that was the acting side of it and ucb was the science of it. 
Right. So merging those two things together. So like when I got to UCB, I was like one of the only people doing object work on stage. Mm -hmm. Because Second City told me like, you're in a scene. Paint yeah. the scene. There's a whole scene here. You don't. You wouldn't just stand there and just talk to this person. If this person comes in, if, if your wife comes in late one night and you're waiting for her and you're in the kitchen, like make a kitchen there. Yeah. Don't make that. Don't make that what the scene is about. Right. The scene is about the relationship between the two people. But you are still in a kitchen. You are still up late drinking a, a, a tiny cup of coffee. Right, right. Or making some spaghetti on the stove, you know? You're not just creepily standing waiting. <laughs> yeah. Where about are you? time you got. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, that's kind of what those two schools of thought is. But, like, they're both super valuable. Yeah. Like, do you, do you ever feel like you, I mean, because I don't, I feel like, well, you do both. I, I feel like yeah. I see you play yourself really well on stage. Uh, and when I've seen you, like, perform with, uh, with white women, which mm -hmm. you guys are still together, right? Yeah, we're still together. Yeah. Which, uh, man, it's it's like a household name now. Everybody, everywhere I go, people are like white women. And uh, <laughs> I'm, they're talking about you guys. Yeah, they're talking um, about us. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, which is an awesome group. If you guys are in L.A., find them, watch them when shows happen again. Yeah. Because uh, you guys really are bad. so much fun to watch. And, Thanks, man. And uh, a lot of you guys are finding success out of that, too, which is awesome. Uh, but, but going back to, like, I, I feel like I see you play yourself a lot, which is great. Uh, but you also have character work. You've been booked for your character work. Um, I know you got booked for doing OJ, and you know, and oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, comedy bang bang. I do that show a lot, and, and I do a lot of character stuff on there. But when I'm improvising, like I do, live in a sweet spot of of just a heightened version of myself. Yeah, you know, just like this is me, but this is me a little bit crazier. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But which is great because I think that translates so well to what we're talking about in that, like that just playing a heightened version of yourself has translated to you on screen so easily compared to somebody who that may play a lot of characters really well, mm -hmm. might like pigeonhole themselves into only certain character type roles into television and stuff. Yeah. But, it's, but I think it's an easy transition to be like, oh, that's, that's great. This guy's funny being himself. Boom. And you know, it's translated pretty well for you. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it's going great. I uh, yeah. can't complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love doing the character stuff though. It's really fun. It, it what I like what I like about doing the character stuff, especially when I do Bang Bang and stuff like that, is is like having these uh, these characters who are just so cuckoo and so insane. I get to abandon all the improv rules and just word bomb it as if I was a child like with my friends just playing around yeah and that gets you in trouble sometimes because like, i've been doing that show for like five years now and i uh, and some of the canon that the the fans of the show really know i'll be like what i didn't i don't remember saying that <laughs> like but, yeah. like somebody would just like leave a comment on my instagram or something like, what the fuck you say to me like i don't know you like and then like, oh no your, your character said this and uh, i'm like still don't say this to me <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but still don't say it. Yeah. Cause comedy bang bang is all improvised or it's some yeah, sketch, it's all right? improvised. It's all improvised. There are okay. people who come in with like like point like written points. Yeah. Like, for example, like me and Drew Tarver do these do this character of this comedy, uh this comedy, this country group called Memphis, Kansas Breeze. And okay. our songs are written when yeah. we go in, but everything we say in between is is mostly made up. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of comedy bang bang. I, like I want, I, which is a shame. I, I should be cursed for it because it's been around for a while. It's like a staple. But uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't like I've seen clips of it. Um, but only well, I guess it's been on air for a while too now, right? Uh, yeah, it's not on air anymore. It's the podcast has been around for like twelve years. The podcast, yeah. Yeah. But then they got then they had like a video. I mean, they were they had a TV show. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's off now. I think it may be on like HBO Max or something. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I tried to like, I think I looked it up on Amazon and it was like, yeah, it's on there too. Uh, something like that. But, um, no, it's super cool. Um, but now, and then, uh, I know it's now I'm jumping all over the place, but it was speaking of like the improv shows. And I know we mentioned they weren't around right now. You did do a zoom one recently, mm. which I thought, uh, with Ascat, right? Yeah. That was back in March. Yeah. Right when we first started, March or April. Yeah. Has, has Zoom improv still continued, or is that not for me? Yeah, uh, well, you've been <laughs> yeah. you've been busy. All right, nah, but, nah, I, but like I mean, like I, 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 it hasn't it hasn't continued in the capacity of like doing ASCAT shows and stuff for UCB. I know people are doing them. Yeah, but I found it to be quite uh, unpleasant. It seems, uh, yeah, it seems like one of those things they tried. I haven't done any Zoom shows. I, like I haven't seen it to where it's gone well to where it's been like super enticing to be like yeah gotta get on this yeah yeah i don't feel like uh it's yeah they've really found a way uh to do those and you know rather than just put it up on nbc and do it as connecting yeah (laughs) but you guys oh go ahead no no but but, you know improv like i i just i don't know how to do an improv show like that, that seems tough to do uh over zoom to me, it's really just supposed to be for a live audience. Like it yeah. just every time I see it, even when I see it, like I mean, Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch has have their improv show, and which is fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was uh, good. Like, I thought that was kind of yeah, pretty groundbreaking for yeah. to for improv. It's so hard to g- accomplish that though. Yeah, like I don't like watching filmed improv. Yeah, and I I like watching film sketch. Mm-hmm. But I don't like watching film improv, and uh, so yeah, I, I kind of I've done, of course I've done shows on Zoom, but they've been like you know individual character bits and stuff like that. They haven't been just improv, like all right, y'all, we gonna get together and improvise. Yeah, nice. Nah, yeah, that's tough. I, I, that was that was back in the early days. I did a couple of them. It was just like on Zoom, being like, huh, what you uh, somebody eh. frozen, <laughs> like it's like uh, it's yeah. A, it's exactly. a, <laughs> Like, just no no connection this is the one guy with bad connection the entire time exactly just you can't hear somebody what what'd you say like yeah uh, yeah because it's so instantaneous uh to bounce back and forth for improv um but now now with connecting was connecting done all over zoom how was uh connecting was done all over like well we wrote the show completely on zoom like yeah we started it in the pandemic and wrote it completely just like how I me and you talking right now. Yeah. And then when, when it started filming, everybody got kits at their house. Yeah. To uh, set up, like it was filmed all on iPhone. Ah, like, okay. I did a little bit in my episode. Yeah. So I got to get the kit. I had to set up lighting, had to rearrange stuff in my house, had to like hang up posters and pictures that weren't mine that they didn't let me keep. I was like, come on, man, let me get them. let me keep them at least they look yeah. nice i got used to yeah them. i know I'm, I'm used to this shit now it looks good in my house let me keep yeah them. like now nah, i'm coming to get that shit like they even took the wardrobe and i was like 
get this this polo shirt? Yeah. Like, but, so uh, it was just shot in everybody's individual house then. Everybody's individual house, yeah. yeah. Wow. Some of those people had nice houses. Exactly. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, this is a nice space. Yeah, Keith and Jill, real married couple. And huh? yeah, they their house is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was dope. It was uh, that room that Rufus was in, played by Eli Henry. Like, that's a really that's really a room I mean, in his house. That's so like, wild though to try to like, because we were watching it and just like to, I mean, one it got put together so quick, which is uh, it was amazing and impressive to how quick you guys were able to turn it around. But I was thinking of like how how do you direct like you know because you guys had a director through it, right? Like yeah, yeah. So, it was, so it's it, like how do you how do you live direct while you're trying to shoot? And like, you got a zoom set up, you got a camera, you got one iPhone. That's not, that's like your monitor. So you can oh, yeah. see what you're doing. And then you got two cameras set up angle wise, two yeah. other iPhones and the director's just on zoom. Like, so he's like, Oh yeah, let's get that one more time. And let's do just like, I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. Like, it's like that. Man, what a crazy way to work. It was crazy. It was, yeah. it was such a, like when I first, when I find, when we finally started seeing the episodes at the premiere of it, it was just like, man, we really did something wild with this one. Yeah. And there were a lot of shows, Love in a Time of Corona and all that type of stuff, but I was really proud of the work that we did. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um, it was super cool. And you guys got around having to, to film with masks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you did some. There, there were a couple of like uh, shots where, where people did masks. But yeah. I'm watching, like they like, were outside or something like that. Cause yeah, they, those yeah. were like really like, the elements were there because they're filming themselves. So if somebody walked by, I don't, I don't know if those people were like hired extras. Yeah. I gotta ask. Cause there will be people that like walk by while they were filming, but there's nobody else there. So it just looks like you on your phone like this. Right. Like, yeah. It just looks like you're doing FaceTime with a friend or whatever. Yeah. It's a gorilla shoot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it was, it was super impressive because it's hard. I think everybody, when, when the pandemic hit, we're like, how do we keep creating stuff? How do we get stuff out? I thought everything was going to go to animation. Oh, yeah. Which is why I have this. I was like, we better get into voiceover because this yeah, is like, because yeah. yeah. I was like, animation is going to be the only thing that's happening. And really, that hasn't been the case. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting to figure out how to shoot. And I, obviously, now you're back on set with Keenan's show and trying to figure out how to shoot with all of that. So that's, uh, it's weird times. Weird times, man. But I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful yeah. for sure. Grateful. Well, I mean, I'm happy to happy to see oh, all your success, man. It's it's fun Thank to watch. You, I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate um, it. Now, with with things moving forward, have you guys gotten news on uh, on production or because I know a lot of things are kind of getting shut down again. Are you guys? We shut down this week. We shut down this week, and then they just emailed me saying I'm supposed to be getting tested on Saturday to start back work on Monday. Yeah. So we gonna see. Yeah. But SAG sent out an email this week. I'm sure you saw it where it was like, we kind of want to, we wanted to shut this down. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. Are you numb from the tests? Because you get tested like constantly, right? Yeah, I get tested constantly. It's fine. Do you feel any feeling in your nose still? (laughs) Yeah. Everything. Because see, here's the deal. The whole time over over the quarantine, I've either been doing just the nose swab yeah. Or the the spit test. Ah, but the other okay. week, a couple of days ago, I had to go to the urgent care to get a test because I had to uh, see some people yesterday. And and I just went to get get a test to make sure I was good. Yeah. And uh, they did the all the way up one. 
Oh, that, was a, that was the first time I got that one. The javelin through the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. But then my first test came back inconclusive. And I was like, no, we got to do this again. Because I, you need to tell me right now. Because I ain't got no symptoms. I, I've never felt better. Yeah, I usually yeah. have bad allergies. And right now my nose is clear. Like yeah. both nostrils, like cool. Like I ain't congested, nothing. So you're not going to give me no inconclusive test and tell right. me I got this shit right now. And so like, we're going to have to do that again. So I ended up having to get that thing like three days in a row, like Dang. the uh, all the way up. But it was, it was fine. Like it just makes your eyes water a little bit. And yeah. everybody's like super gentle about it. And the new cotton swab is like really thin. So it just kind of goes right. It's in. nice. If the it's new one. Nice. It's a nice feeling. <laughs> it feels but- like you're drowning. They have the uh, they have the ones where you have to do like yourself, I guess. And like my girlfriend had to do the one. I'm like, man, I would totally be doing the the up the side, the side angle. Like, oh, it's yeah. it's up there. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I wouldn't be able to put it up my nose canal by myself. I wouldn't. I need somebody else to do that. She had she went to one place where she had to like they watched her from behind a glass. and were like, nope, farther. She keep shoving. And then they're like, wild. now you look uncomfortable. You got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, luckily, the test that we get, we do a bio, a bio IQ test, which is the lab test. And we do the rapid from CVS. And yeah. both of those are just like right in the nose, just like a little bit of a swab. Yeah. And it's all good. New normal, guys. It's weird. The new normal. Hopefully, this vaccine getting rolled out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Fingers crossed, man. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready, yeah. Yeah. ready to move Shoot on. Me up. Shoot me up. Uh-huh. <laughs> well cool man well uh well i'm excited that we got to to catch up and uh hell yeah bro it's been it's been too long but I'm, i've been watching you and uh you know it's exciting to see all your success and and so much on the way too which is is neat to see thank um, you man i really appreciate it so just let me come on yeah appreciate it man well uh well happy birthday again uh, you, i'm gonna go order some pugs pantry hell yeah and uh <laughs> and uh you know we'll catch up again soon absolutely man all right. Uh, also, uh, go ahead and follow. It's uh, what, what's your your handle so we can uh, they can follow the. I'm only on Instagram, and that's Damn It Carl. D A M M I T C A R L. Damn It Carl. Damn it, Carl. Uh, but yeah, follow him. Check out. I mean, his his credits and things where you can see him are uh, is a mile long. Uh, definitely check out his work. Uh, it's fantastic and great to see you, buddy. Thank you. Man. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to A Bit Unraveled. I'm Ryan Hansinger. We'll see you next week.